There you go. I'll uh, keep broadcasting. That was unexpected. We uh, tested this about 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago. All was well. So I'll leave that one up to you. Okay, no problems now. Uh, would you put that in writing, please? This is radio. Would you put live radio? Would you put that in writing? Good morning, everybody, and welcome here in the middle of September. What a day this is. Goodness gracious, there is a lot going on. Let me first of all establish a phone number. Whatever happens, you'll be able to reach me for the next 45 or 50 minutes at this toll-free number. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones, and we will be at this number until almost noon today, 888-256-1080. This is a network broadcast, and some of our affiliates may peel away to do this or that. Some of them may be with us all the way through. We don't really know. It's up to them. But 888-256-1080. I think you get the gist. There's a lot going on out there right now. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. I've been broadcasting since 1978, alive all of the way through, and uh, I've had a lot of odd things happen during my time, and this is one of them, and uh, this is a broadcast today. We have high school football, we have political things going on, we have just all manners of things, but most of all, we have you, and we're here to talk about the plants at your place. So please, won't you pick up the phone and, and give me a call? I'd love to have a chance to help you, and I may be needing those calls, so we'd love to have you call through uh, right now. Let me get my uh, call screen up for this program. There it is, there it is, and there it is. It says good morning, and that's a very appropriate thing to say. So, hope you got some rain this week. We did not. It uh, uh, Every weather forecast that uh, came through said, oh, it's going to rain, it's going to rain a lot, a lot of rain in the neighborhood, and the neighborhood stopped about two miles from our house. So, oh well, one of those deals. But uh, anyway, the change in humidity and most of all, the change in temperature helped a great deal. Hope you had uh, some of that rain and uh, that would be nice Uh, it just felt better so uh, give us a call won't you please 888-256-1080 i've made a list of some things we can talk about but i would rather have that list begin with things you want to talk about so that's all it takes 888-256-1080 we will get the program underway uh, and uh, then we'll talk about such things as uh, is it too late for pre-emergent weed control Uh, because the temperature just finally did break. Um, Can we fertilize now? Should we fertilize now? Uh, Do we still water? What do we do? Those are sorts of things we can talk about. And then I have some things we haven't talked about at all this fall uh, that we'll bring up as well. So that's what we'll be chatting about in the next few minutes. Let me uh, tell you, first of all, that um, I have a very special offer on my book. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is the book that I believe will put everything into one. It's kind of like an encyclopedia of gardening all in one book. And uh, it has 344 pages and 840 of my photographs. The book is only $34.95. It's a hardback. This is a high-quality book. I wanted to have something I could be proud of, and this is the best work of my career. Everything that I have ever said or uh, written in my 
50 some years of helping gardeners in the Lone Star State. It's all in this book. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter two is a 48 page calendar of when you plant and prune and fertilize and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Chapters three through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all there. And uh, you'll, you'll find that any question you have about gardening in Texas, I believe you'll find to be answered in my book. So if you, if you get the book and you say, well, I don't think it really did answer my questions, I'll buy it back from you. I've, I've made that offer all the way through. We've sold uh, something like 81 or 82,000 copies of the book, and I've not yet been asked to refund any uh, of the money on any of those books. So, and I sign every copy as it sells. I'd be happy to sign yours. I'd love to. I'd be honored to do so. Uh, for $34.95, that's a very special, limited time, low price. Just uh, trying to help people enjoy fall gardening to the, to the ultimate. Now, I'm not talking about fall vegetable gardening. I'm just talking about gardening in autumn when the weather is so much nicer. So here are the two ways you can get it. It is not in stores and not on Amazon. You get it either from my office or my website. The office phone number Monday through Friday is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. And my website, available to you all the time, right now, is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Give it a try. I think you'll like it. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing, but that name Mueller means so much more. It means you're going to have a product manufactured by Mueller, and that includes in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for more than 90 years standing behind your warranty. And it also means that you'll get tons of added value like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products, products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. If you'd like to find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, or you can stop by one of their 33, uh, 36 locations. That's Mueller. Mueller means more at MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very, very much. Appreciate that. We have three of our four phone lines filled. I am grateful. Thank you very much, all of you. We start with George in Corpus Christi. George, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, my friend. I haven't called in a while, but it sounds like everything's going pretty good with you. And it rained going three quarters great. of an Thank inch you. last night. It, yeah, it rained three quarters of an inch last night, well, point seven six in Corpus, so... Hey, I have a question. Well, your book is fantastic, and your newsletter is fantastic, and your show is fantastic. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Epsom salt. Epsom salt. Does that do anything to anything if you spread it very lightly on grass and plants and not the leaves, but the ground? Does it help? Um, 
It's a weird question. I probably know. not. Uh, probably okay. not. Okay. It is one of the. It's one of the trace elements, and the odds of your needing it are very small. I wouldn't. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. You would. You would wondering. use it only. Yeah, you would use it only in a, a controlled setting in a greenhouse where you had a very sterile potting soil. Most fertilizers oh. will have a little bit of magnesium in in them, and uh, oh, if you're okay. in the, if you are you in a clay soil or down close to the uh, uh, yeah, dolphin with sandy it's, soil? It's fairly. Uh, I dug down about maybe eight ten inches, and I could see some clay in there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you need to add any Epsom salts. No. Oh, okay. I I, I just. I told a screener that uh, it's something that uh, uh, I use in San Antonio, but I don't know if it worked or not. There are people who will make extravagant claims for using minor elements, but it's very easy to get too much of them. I wouldn't yeah, do you that. Can burn, I would get a, yeah. a regular, yeah, I would get a regular fertilizer with a trace elements package. It's called a trace elements oh, okay. package, and you'll you'll see that it'll say also contains uh, trace elements. Oh well, I thank and you very much. And uh, my birthday's next Friday, so I'm getting your book. So uh, I'll check it out, and I know who printed it, and I know uh, UVB who put it together, and uh, they're two fine outfits in San Antonio. Great, great outfit. Have you been in Universal? Have you been in the book bindery? Yeah, trip. Uh, I used to know a trip. I don't know if he still owns it because I've been in Corpus for two years, but. Uh, I used to work for another printer, and we used to bring all our stuff uh, at UVB. And uh, UVB that is, is a universal bookbinder he's talking about. And yeah. That's one of the most fascinating places because they bind all kinds of things. I went to see my book being bound, and they're just stations all around the place of different things yes, that sir. they're doing to the book. And meanwhile, they're yes, doing other other projects. It's fascinating. Well, thank yeah, you so much quality, for the comments. That's yeah, great. Their quality control is 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 unbelievable. In R.R. Donnelly I agree. or uh, in San Antonio, it's great. So you have a great uh, week, and thank you for a great show. Thank you, George. Wonderful. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Larry, also in Corpus Christi. Larry, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, Neil. I'm actually uh, across the bay from Corpus in Ingleside. And we, too, also got a yes, bunch sir. of rain last night. So I've got very sandy soil. Uh, I'm looking for some fast-growing trees. For my front yard gets a lot of sun, so my grass keeps getting burned, and my backyard doesn't get a whole lot of sun. It gets the morning sun, so it's a whole lot lusher. And I'm, I would like to get some uh, shade uh, up there. Uh, fairly new construction. The house only about five years old, and the original people who built the house, for whatever reason, they scalped the yard. It was, it was nice wooded area that anywhere else in town they would have left a few trees but in, in this yard they cleared it down to the soil hmm. well let me tell you what i always tell people and this would apply anywhere in texas not just uh, i'm sorry not just uh, in in your area not just where i live i live on the other side of texas in the dallas area it applies anywhere that you ever live and that would be that going only for fast growth in, in your choice of a shade tree is a, is a bad decision because every fast growing shade tree that you uh, might consider has at least one fatal flaw. Many, many of them have several fatal flaws. Uh, many of them, because they have weaker wood, many of them are more prone to insects and diseases. 
Many of them have problems with drought because they, they grow so fast they need a lot of water. And when that water plays out and you get on water curtailments or you get in extremely hot weather or this or that, then they suffer more than other trees do. Uh, many of them have large leaves and they start shedding their leaves in the summer. I don't need to go through all of the negatives, but there are plenty of them. Uh, I always recommend, and, and I use an analogy with buying a car, you don't go in and say, I want a fast, well, there are people who would say, I want a fast car. And then there are people like me who say, I want a car that goes reasonably quickly. I don't want to be the guy putting along at 30 miles an hour, but I also don't want to be the guy driving, setting something down here. Hang on just a second. I also don't want to be the guy driving uh, 70 miles an hour and, and the uh, uh, two back tires fly off. Uh, so, you know, I want something that's reliable. And so, uh, it, it, to continue that analogy, one boring last time, uh, I'd like a 45 mile an hour tree that is dependable. And so, when you do that, you look at things like oaks and, uh, and, and other trees, uh, Chinese pistachios, other trees that will grow at a moderate rate and that will live 10 or 20 times as long without the magnitude of problems that you have with the fast-growing trees. You won't have to worry about maintaining them and hiring people to come out and spray them all the time and do major pruning because they cause problems. You know, in South Texas, where you are, there's some magnificent live oaks that have gone through just terrible storms and uh, that have uh, served magnificently for hundreds of years. So I hate to look past those, but that would be a, a starting point. Uh, uh, burr oaks are are well adapted from the Gulf Coast all the way to Canada, for heaven's sakes. So that's a okay. possibility. Maybe not right on the coast, but but I, I would start with live oaks. I would look at Chinese pistachios. I'm going to refer you to a Texas certified or master certified nursery professional for very specific recommendations for Ingleside, just because of uh, salt tolerance and other things that need to enter the picture. And that's where a local person is going to have the best advice for you. That That is my admission that I've not lived uh, right on the coast. And uh, so I hate to start recommending things that, that could be burned by salt spray or by salt in the soil. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, but we got a lot of quality. salt. Don't just go for speed. Big burn. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of salt. Uh, I'm less than a mile from the water as the uh, crow flies. And we're only about 20 feet above sea level. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we got a lot of salt in the groundwater and everything. My advice is, is quadruply important then. I'm glad I brought it up. And, and they'll know the, the very best ones. Look around at uh, homes that have been there for a little while and that have magnificent trees that look good in September uh, that have survived this summer. This summer was another one that was challenging. And then go talk to an independent retail garden center somewhere within 10 or 20 miles of you um, and, and ask that Texas certified nursery professional. Those are men and women who have taken a really tough exam through the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. These are not the national chain stores. These are the local people. And, and let them give you some guidance for specifics for your area. That's, they're really impressive. Well, I just passed Bloomers, so I'll turn around and go back and see them and uh, talk there to them about, uh, about it. Appreciate it. You brought up some stuff that I didn't even think of. And, 
yeah, I would like to see the shade in my lifetime, but if it's going to cause headaches, uh, especially you know when I no, get there around you can do that. 70. You can do that. Let me let me let me. I, I scared you off, or it didn't scare you off, but I scared you too much. If you take one of the better trees and you give it the same amount of water and care you would have had to give one of those fast-growing trees, it will grow two-thirds or three-fourths as fast as the other one. What might have taken you eight years to get a great big shade tree out of a, a, a junker, um, you know, a, not that you'd use a fruitless mulberry or something like that, will take you 10 years, maybe instead of eight, it'd be 10 years, but then you'll have one that'll live for two or 300 years. And you'll say, I have added to the value of my property. This tree has, has uh, gone up 10 times in value. That other thing has taken my property value down. That's the difference. And, and then the other thing that uh, is, is worthy of consideration is that you can spend a, a little bit more and buy the next larger tree size. You're going to get it out of a, a container. And so instead of buying a 20 gallon pot you buy a 50 gallon pot instead of buying a 50 you buy a 100 and you have cut off two years of that time so there you are you're even so those are ways you can get around it and it's certainly going to be in your lifetime unless you know something you haven't shared with me <laughs> no so. it's just i'm i'm getting to that age uh where retirement is getting real close and more and more people you i know contemporaries are gone it's like well yeah my I goal know, I understand uh, is completely. to get yeah, I want to get to the end of my life where my kids fight over six dollars uh, to split among the six of them uh, when I pass. So, you 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 want them fighting over? I get to own the house that has that tree instead of I don't want that house because we're going to have to take that tree out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, you sir. can do it, Larry. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate, Appreciate the call. Have a good one. Bye bye. All right, we're going from Corpus Christi to Amarillo on our next call. Benjamin, stay with me. You'll be up in just a moment. Let me tell you about Fertilone. We're hopping all around the state because Fertilone products are uh, made and packaged right in Texas in Bonham. And we're actually talking about one of the uh, allied products, and that is uh, the uh, uh, high yield product called Bug Blaster Granules for Chinch Bugs. We're at one of those odd times of the year where everything kind of converges. We still have chinch bugs. We're looking ahead toward the winterizer fertilizers and all of that. If you have St. Augustine, we're going to be up in the 90s in much of the state the, the upcoming week, and chinch bugs could still be active. If you find that your St. Augustine is, uh, is looking drab and dreary and wilted and dry and you water it and it doesn't rebound, that could be chinch bugs. Uh, and you need to you need to keep that in mind. And and where they have showed up, shown up this year, they'll be back next year as well. Uh, in the hottest, sunniest part of your yard first, they'll kill big parts of your yard in a hurry. If you want to see the chinch bugs, get on your hands and knees on a hot, sunny afternoon and part the grass. You'll see the BB-sized uh, black insects with the regular white diamonds on their backs. The immature forms are smaller and they're red and they're very active. They move around on the surface of the soil. Treatment is easy with high-yield bug blaster granules. Bug blaster is a broad-spectrum granular insecticide designed to kill chinch bugs and other lawn insects. For best results, treat the entire lawn. Simply apply high-yield bug blaster with a spreader. Water the granules in and get three months of chinch bug control. Remember, all Fertilum and high-yield products, including high-yield bug blaster, can only be found in independently owned retail garden centers across Texas. Remember, 
that this is the product you need to be using that is high yield bug blaster granules for chinch bug control. You'll find it at independent hardware and feed stores, high yield bug blaster for chinch bug control. I'll be back with more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And uh, let me give you the phone number. We're down now to one call. And it's because I didn't advertise in my own program. Give your phone number, Neil. It is 888-256-1080. Kelly just mentioned. 888-256-1080. We go to Benjamin in Amarillo. Benjamin, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm wonderful. Thank you for calling. Yeah. I, I was curious as to what you can do with vinegar. Does it kill weeds? Uh, it will burn the weeds. Uh, that's about the limit of what it will do to the weeds. They'll come back if they're... Now, if you had some very soft and succulent brand new weed that was an annual that had just come up, we'll say clover that had just sprouted, it would kill it. Um, any of the winter weeds that had just sprouted in a flower bed or something, you'd probably kill it with vinegar. Okay. It's not a product I, want... I will accept for advertising, and it's not a product I will... Uh, will uh, uh, recommend. Yeah. I just want to say it's refreshing to hear a program on the radio other than politics. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It, I appreciate it's so that. so hard to listen uh, to all that stuff. But uh, just carry on and take care. Now, oh, do you, what do you think the weather's going to be like in Texas up in the north this uh, this winter? Is it supposed to, I've heard it's supposed to be good cold and wet. You know, I'm, I, I don't do long-term forecasting. I kind of look out the window, and that's my forecast. Um, but it's gotten so extreme, uh, both in the summer and the winter. This uh, summer has been, has been dreadful, and uh, the last couple winters have as well. And, and, and what I think in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is dreadful, you guys would be wearing tank tops in. So you're just tough yeah. in Amarillo. You are just tough, <laughs> tougher people. So I commend you. I hope it's. Yeah. I hope we we deserve a break. Don't you think we deserve a break? I think so. I think it's the wagon trains that came through and left people here. <laughs> that may be. They just hopped off. I uh, have noticed that you've had some rains that some of Texas has missed this year, and I rejoice when I see that for you. So I hope. Yeah, you we got some real good rain, rain in the spring. Got some real good rain in the spring, but then it's kind of dried up. Got a little bit of rain last night, but not much. Well, hopefully that'll stay in, in place. Hope it'll keep up. Have a good day, yeah. Benjamin. Thank you for the call. Sure. Appreciate Thank the you. comments. Yes, sir. All right. Have a call from Edna in College Station. Let's go there now. Edna, this is Neil. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Neil. I'm, I'm good. I have a question about a shrub to plant. Um, okay. I've got a, a two beds that are five foot deep, eight foot across. They face east, so they have sun um, until about 3 o'clock. And I would like okay. some kind of evergreen that would provide a thick cover. And maybe if I could keep it at about 4 or 5 feet tall. All right. Um, there are several. Uh, that's an interesting height because uh, it is a... A little bit of a challenge of a height uh, when you get into the high quality shrubs 
Um, right. There are some some smaller shrubs, and there are lots of shrubs that get taller than that. The ones that I think of first uh, for your area, I grew up in College Station, I would think of um, Dwarf Burford Holly. You would probably have to prune that once every few years a, a bit to keep it. It would It would try to get five or six feet tall, but you could easily pruning it lightly once a year. You could keep it at four to five feet. Uh, I grew up with Italian jasmine, which is hard to find in nurseries. Um, and I believe it's jasminum humile, H-U-M-I-L-E, but I see it listed with some other names, but it's a, a weeping dark evergreen shrub uh, that is just beautiful and, and very underplanted in Texas. And it's very hardy in uh, in Bryan College Station. I grew up with it outside uh, my mom and dad's window on the east side of the campus. Um, uh, that one is in that size range and would probably never have to be pruned. I have it in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And after 46 years of doing well with it, uh, one of those last two winters, uh, February of 21, uh, took it to the ground and it's coming back. But that's the first time I've had any winter damage to it way up here. Uh, it will do very well in College Station. Um, you could do very well with compact Nandina. That's not, uh, it's not as small as it sounds. There are several that are shorter than it is, but I, I like it a great deal. Uh, you would want to uh, have some kind of edging that goes down into the soil, maybe eight or 10 inches to keep it from getting out into the lawn. Uh, but uh, I use a lot of that in my landscape and I keep mine at probably uh, 36 to 42 inches by pruning the tallest canes clear to the ground every January. I, I prune the tallest half of them. If I have a bed that has, I'm just making up numbers now, but if I have a, I have a lot of beds of it uh, because I like it so much, I have six or eight beds of it. And, and uh, if, it, if a bed has a hundred stems coming up, uh, I'll, I'll take the, the tallest 50 of them and cut them clear to the ground with lopping shears, I mean an inch from the ground, and then they yeah. sprout up and, and put up beautiful new growth in the spring. I do that in late uh, January. So that's compact Nandina, Nandina domestica compacta. It's an old okay. variety that uh, is, is just beautiful, and that amount of sunlight would, it would color up nicely in the wintertime. Um, no to Indian hawthorns because of diseases, they would have been good. Um, right. <clears throat> thinking of any others that would fit into that category the 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 other dwarf hollies would be would be uh, good um one of my favorites that nobody else likes because it's so prickly <laughs> is dwarf chinese holly uh, and it would get into that range i have it at our front door which kind of speaks to my personality <laughs> it <laughs> nobody's ever complained about it. it it nobody's ever been hurt by it because I have it set back about four feet from the door and I have a clump of it that's probably seven or eight feet across, about five or six plants. And it's just, it's been there 45 years. It's beautiful. In fact, it started bearing fruit about 10 years ago. I didn't even know it had that capability. But dwarf Chinese holly is very pretty and it's about 42 inches tall. Um, so what about- Dwarf, Burford, uh, dwarf Yopon is a little, dwarf Yopon's a little too short probably um carissa is good but it tends to it tends to wear out after time i i find um those that's a starting point you start to ask me something 
Uh, yeah, with the the beds being uh, five foot deep, eight feet across, what size and how many? And I know you can't answer that, but just in general, how many plants would you start out with? And it depends uh, on it depends on which one you use, and that may be a big enough bed that you don't want to use all of one thing. Uh, that I cannot do without seeing the beds and the rest of yeah, your landscape. Sure. You might have, again, I'm going to refer you to a Texas certified or master certified nursery professional, uh, but you might have them do a sketch for you of a, a way to do a, a nice design where you had a couple of kinds of plants in there and then maybe some yep. kind of a, a piece of garden art or something, uh, maybe a, right. uh, some kind of, well, statue, not fancy statuary, but just something simple right. or, or uh, large decorative pots that could have annual color in them or something to kind of break it apart you want to use odd numbers of things so maybe you'd have two kinds of shrubs and one uh, cluster of three decorative pots with pansies in the winter and something in the summer but okay. uh, uh, I would uh, you want to space these plants far enough apart that they will grow together as a unit but not crowd each other so that they denude themselves down below now with the right. with the nandinas, you do want them to grow close together because they will become a a mass of one thing. But with the hollies, you don't want to cram them up together where they where they lose all their bottom branches. Okay, um, I happen to know who lives in your house uh, here in College Station. I don't guess there would be yeah, any of that nice Italian. People, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, I don't they're know if nice. Tom has left that. I don't know if Tom has left. I assume Tom and and. Uh, Cindy still live in the house. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I don't so know if he has left that in the front yard or not, but it was uh, okay. on the right side of the house, the south southwest corner. And yeah. And he's done a lot of landscaping there. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, it has. Yeah, uh, Tom and my husband are fraternity brothers, and they, they talk about once a week. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hit him up on that and see if maybe it's still there. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, that's okay. a, and I have photos of it in, in my book, and uh, you'll find, uh, look up Italian jasmine, jasminum humili, and if it has a okay. different species name, then just keep looking. It has small dark green leaves the size of a fingernail, and the little yellow flowers uh, come out in late, uh, late winter and uh, are not terribly showy, but they're, but they're still pretty. And nice arching right. dark green square stems dark green uh, uh, really dark green darker green leaves than uh, asian jasmine has okay all right well i appreciate right. your help tell bye. tom hi all I right we'll do that bye-bye bye. all right the oddity of all oddities I, I spent all of my childhood days growing up in college station and uh, i was at a, tr a nursery trade show and a gentleman came up and said, I live in the house you grew up in. I said, really? And he told me, and one thing led to another. He was in charge of the grounds at Texas A&M. And we've been friends ever since. <laughs> really a, a wonderful uh, coincidence. Let me uh, tell you about uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. That is my book, and boy, would I love to get a copy to you. It's thirty-four ninety-five is all it costs. You heard the gentleman talking about uh, the uh, folks at Clear Visions who printed it, and uh, uh, he mentioned that uh, Donnelly Printing uh, bought them several years ago. That's one of the largest printers in, in America, and but it's still labeled as Clear Visions up uh, on the north side of San Antonio by the airport. 
and uh, then Universal Book Bindery, which is a historic, probably about 100 years old book bindery, very near downtown San Antonio is where the book was bound. And uh, those were both, I wanted my book to be printed in Texas. It's going to be called Lone Star Gardening, I thought. I don't want it to be printed in China. In fact, I wanted to go to the press checks so that I could make sure the color was exactly what I wanted of each of the 840 photos because those were my photos and I knew what the plants needed to look like. And so for almost three weeks, I was there 24 hours a day making the circle to the hotel, to the, to the presses, to the hotel, to the presses. So this is the book that, uh, that I am happy to hand to you and say or mail to you um, after I've signed it in my garage and taken to the post office. And I can say to you, this is the best work of my career. So I'd like to do that if you're interested. Chapter 1 is the basics, what you need to know to get started in gardening in Texas. That chapter applies to all the other 10 chapters. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar that tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And chapters 3 through 11 are extensively uh, detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of that is in the book, and it's all yours for $34.95. 344 pages of high-quality paper. It's a hardback. Now, you can get it only from my office or my website. It's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. I'll sign your copy before I take it to the post office. Here are the two ways you can get it. You call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW. 752 4769. The better way, though, is to order it right now while you're thinking about it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And we go now to Lee in Pampa. Lee, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Neil. Um, every spring I put down, um, pre-emergent for my crabgrass problem and it works the first half of summer. And then about a month ago, crabgrass just everywhere again, blooming, I mean, seeding. And uh, I wondered if, uh, pre-emergent would work again this time of year to stop it, stop those seeds from, uh, germinating. So how many applications are you making in the spring? Just one or two? Uh, just one, usually. Usually pre-emergent once and then fertilizer next, later. Okay. Here's, the, uh, here's your issue. Um, and let me, let me explain pre-emergent uh, products to you. To anybody listening who doesn't know what, what he's referring to, these are products you put out before a, a weed germinates or as it germinates. Uh, right now, a, a couple of weeks ago, you heard me talking about applying pre-emergent weed killers uh, to prevent the germination of winter weeds, the, the weeds like oh, annual bluegrass, okay. rescue grass, and ryegrass. In the spring, uh, you will hear me uh, in, in the, well, it, it varies. Let me, let me assign it. I've got to do this kind of quickly because I've got one more break to get in, but I can do it very, very, uh, I, th I think, in a logical way for you. Wherever you are in Texas, you need to find out when your average date of the last killing freeze in the spring would be. In South Texas, it might be February 15. It might be March 1st. Uh, 
I grew up in College Station. It was early March, very early, or right around the 1st mm -hmm. of March. Where I live now in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it's about the 17th of March. In Pampa, I imagine it's going to be closer to April 1st. I don't know that, but you can find that uh, out. Yeah, even fact, Google will yeah. tell you that. Yeah. All right. And so two weeks before that time is the time to apply pre-emergent weed killer, two weeks before the average date of the last killing freeze. That will okay. get you the, the pre-emergent out in, in sufficient time. Um, and then 90 days later, here's your kicker, 90 days after okay. that, you make a booster shot, a second application. You have to do the second one because the, oh. the products are only good for about 100 days, and that's why you're getting this rebound of, of germination in the summer. Okay, that explains it. So when you buy it, when you buy it in, uh, in early spring, buy enough to get the second application and just store it in the garage. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Well, I love your book. Also, by the way, thank you for that. And thanks You're for being welcome. The thanks for the comment. All right. Take care. <laughs> Got to run. All right, folks. Hope you'll sign up for my free electronic newsletter. It's called Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at it. You can see it on my website, same place you go to buy my book. That's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. You can see it. You sign up for it there. It's always free. Seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do some math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building in your own backyard. That happens with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble. They come with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all your options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. Find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They're Mueller. They're made in America. They're made to last, and they're beautiful buildings. They're wonderful. MuellerInc.com. Now, I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly Robinson, thank you very much. And to Jared Taylor, who's been running the board and running the phones and all of that, I thank him as well. And to all of you who have listened, I thank you. A couple of uh, closing comments to uh, uh, just to give you some uh, uh, thoughts to work on this week. Uh, it is the perfect time to fertilize your lawn. Use a high quality, which means you want uh, probably 30, 35% slow release nitrogen in the fertilizer you choose. A high quality uh, uh, lawn fertilizer. It may just be the very same fertilizer you've used all year. That would be fine. If it says winterizer on it, that's fine. But it's probably going to be the very same thing you've used all season long, and that would be perfect. Put it on any kind of lawn you have and water it in thoroughly. This is the time to do that for St. Augustine, Bermuda, Zoysia, Fescue, whatever you have.